often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to the Slapbox Podcast. This is episode 513. I'm your host, Josh Albrecht, recording once again from inside the Slapbox penthouse. Lucky number 513. And uh, I'm going a little early. I'm throwing myself all out of whack. It might screw with me a little bit here, but uh, as a later... When I would normally record the podcast, I'll be over at Jackman's house. The place, the home of the old Slapbox bunker. Just no more. I'm I'm interested. I haven't been over there in a while. I'm interested to see how the old basement's doing. That the room is that I I uh, lived in for over a decade is gone. It's uh, no more. No more bunker down there. But uh, I'm not sure if he's got the pool table. I know he's got a pool table. I don't know if he's got it set up yet. But uh, it's uh, Jackman's son's Jules' 21st birthday, which really fucks with my brain. Because I remember being over at that house when he was an infant, watching him eat in his high chair while uh, we worked at the old (laughs) factory uh, Jackman and I did. And Shelly did as well over at this... uh, factory called ornamental which i think we talked about years ago in the podcast but uh you know i haven't talked about it in, which it's got to be years i don't know i'm sure we mentioned it before but maybe i'll get into ornamental here in a bit later but it's jules's 21st birthday so we're gonna be uh playing some board games and uh, unbeknownst to him apparently he did want to have some of the alcoholic beverages so uh, there will be people later on bringing some alcoholic beverages. I myself will probably, hopefully, only have one or two because apparently my body cannot metabolize alcohol anymore as I did have some the other night at Third Thursday <laughs> and all of two drinks, and it just throws my body all out of whack. And uh, it makes for a very miserable few days afterwards. So... Hopefully I don't do anything silly. I imagine I'll think, grab a thing, Angry Orchard, and have one or two of those. And uh, we'll play some board games and all that stuff. And, uh, of course, Jules did live there for a while as I lived in the uh, bunker. And it was great uh, because uh, I used to, back in the day when he was younger, uh, make the... Uh, I guess I was younger as well, but... <laughs> Make some hamburger casserole, which I will be getting the ingredients to do again tonight. As uh, you throw down a layer of hamburger on the bottom, you know, one like one to two pounds. Maybe season it a little bit with some garlic powder, onion powder. Throw that on there. Get you some uh, a bag of tater tots. Lay out the tater tots over the hamburger. Cover the tater tots in uh, cream of mushroom soup. And then uh, bake that in the oven for like 45 minutes. The temperature I'm a little off on. I don't know, like 350, 375, something like that. Um, And then after those 45 minutes, you pull it out of the oven. Then you throw some cheese on the top. I usually go mozzarella myself. 
or mozzarella. Occasionally, I used to uh, mix it up a little bit, throw in some green beans in the middle there, or if I really wanted to clog all of my arteries, I toss in some pepperoni over the top of that mozzarella. Just cause, you know, and that makes it like quite a greasy mess. <laughs> Obviously, the leaner the meat you go, the less grease you have. But then you throw pepperoni on top of it. I mean, you're going to have just a ton, a ton of grease. Uh, good stuff, though. But anyway, whenever I used to make it when Jules was a, a young child, and he was a huge fan of it. And so I'll, I'll be making it for him tonight. Hopefully uh, he enjoys it. But uh, he used to tell his friends at school about <laughs> the guy that lives under our stairs that makes really good hamburger casserole. <laughs> uh, it, it just it just warms my heart to this day, <laughs> that description. Sadly, that doesn't describe... I guess he could just say the guy that used to live under my stairs that makes a good casserole. Uh, which... I mean, I, I have a love for the uh, Wes Craven classic People Under the Stairs with uh, Ving Rhames. Uh, and uh, they had the father in the gimp suit and stuff. I love that movie. And whatever he referred to me as the guy under the stairs, it made it, it made me think of People Under the Stairs. I didn't have, like, my tongue or <laughs> ears, like, cut out or anything. Like, any of those... Those people, and I got plenty of sun. So I didn't look quite like a mutant, per se. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're going to get some hamburger casserole on. Hopefully some board game action. I'm not sure what board games are on the agenda. It's I guess it's up to Jules. As, uh, we should, oh, I'm, I'm just looking forward to having, having some fun casserole. I'm pretty excited about that. I haven't made it quite some time. Um, the last time I did was at, I think when I went over there for New Year's Eve, I think I might've made it then. So it's been a minute, but, uh, yeah, I did, I, th- I want to say it was New Year's Eve. I made it and it turned out well, it turned out well. And I'm sure there's going to be plenty of other good food. There's knowing the, the peeps that'll be coming. It's going to be quite the smorgasbord if you will. And just hopefully I don't drink a whole lot of alcohol because I really don't want to be miserable the next few days after that. And running on technical trails has really destroyed my body, and I am just constantly tired now since I started doing that. And uh, I need to build up my strength, not not tear it down. I don't need to get Mr. Reagan like he, he got... Uh, Mr. Gorbachev to tear down that wall. I don't I don't need that. We don't need to do that. We need to build stuff up right now. Not walls though. Preferably not walls. <laughs> Preferably muscles in my legs. But yeah, that's what I got going on tonight. As I'm I again I'm pretty excited. It's crazy to me to think that he's Jules is uh twenty one. That my brain can't fat my brain can't fathom me being in my 40s now. I don't know what it is. 30s, not a problem. I can understand that. 40s, I don't know where the hell time went. I do not know. <laughs> and it was like the just the crossover from 39 to 40. It was just like my brain 
has been quite rattled by it. And it seems like all my friends of my age, all their children are like adults or damn near adults now. And uh, it's it's a weird thing. It's a weird thing. Very strange. Weird, wild stuff. I guess back to ornamental, though, because why not? Um, (laughs) See, I was uh, 20 years of age at the time, because, yeah, this was 21 years ago, because Jules was not quite a year old at the time. And uh, Jackman, let's see, Jackman, Shelly, there was several of us that knew each other that got jobs there all at the same time. Um, a guy, uh, by the name of Christian that was on the podcast, I'm pretty sure like, I don't know, like fucking eight or nine years ago. I I believe he was on the podcast like one time, but, uh, he worked there. Uh, this Jason Brown guy we knew at the time who was in the band, uh, Benj. And then, uh, I feel like I've told these stories a few times on here, but it's again, it's been a while. Um, like we all started working there in the summer months. It was around June or July. I know it was fucking hot when I went in there and it had been quite some time since I was employed. It was, uh, I was working restaurants at the time and I went like, I don't know, three months without a job or something like that. And I, I wasn't really looking actively during that spam, but I was like, you know, I need some money. Let's go ahead and let's go ahead and get a job. And, Jackman and uh, everybody that was working there at the time, Shelly and stuff were like, oh, dude, all you got to do, you just show up, you go in there, and you basically ask them for an application. Just write your name down and then show up for orientation and you got a job. Like, basically, you write your name down on this piece of paper, come back tomorrow, and then you you got a job, which should have been a huge red flag to me. Should have been. I was like, oh, what do I care? I'm 20 years old. Let's, <laughs> I need some work. I'll, I'll do whatever. All right. And uh, it was my first experience of working in a factory. And it's amazing I ever want to go work in factories again after this because it was not a pleasant experience for the most part. There was uh, just a lot of weirdness that happened just on the lead up to getting the job. Like I, it was just like they said, I guess it was an application. I wrote my name down on something, gave them the piece of paper and they're like, okay, return at this day for orientation. And then you'll, you'll have a job basically. And then, uh, I went to orientation. There was the, the, the weirdness there. There was like a group of like 20 or 30 people in this orientation. They had this boardroom, area in the uh, fa- factory there and uh, Nico was the name of the guy that owned the place Nico was leading the orientation he was telling us what they do about making these big metal desks and everything how mainly it was spot welding and you know bending all this metals what you'll be doing you're know, fabricating and he walked us through the factory and somehow we went from a group of 20 to 30 people down to just myself and Nico. (laughs) Not sure how that came to be. I don't remember for the life of me that, I mean, it's 21 years ago. 
it's hard for me to remember everything from back then. And uh, somehow, of course, it's just the two of us. And he seemed very effeminate. And, uh, like, I didn't care about that even then, whatever. I was just, you know, hey, you know, if you like the taste of sausages, rock on, whatever. I just need a job. (laughs) And, uh, but uh, he did have a wife and kids, from what I understand. I'm thinking maybe he was closeted, but I'm pretty sure he did like the taste of sausage. Pretty confident on that. And there was some uncomfortable, shall we say, interaction <laughs> between the two of us as uh, he just kept asking me, getting like more and more personal questions. He didn't ask if I liked the taste of sausage. We didn't get to that. But as I'm sitting there in this boardroom with just myself and him, he then he started asking me like, uh, hey, do you like to party? Like, no, no, I do not. Which wasn't really a lie back then. I didn't really, really uh, do that. I had a couple of drinks of alcohol before then. A couple of time, like two or three times, I got drunk before this occasion. And it, I mean, it was to say that I liked to party was, would have been a bit of a lie. Yeah, I like playing video games. That's what I did it back then. I really enjoyed playing video games and. uh but it was a little weird. I don't remember what the questioning was besides that, but I remember very very well being really uncomfortable when he started asking me if I liked to party and stuff, what I like to do in my free time. Because it seemed like he wanted to possibly party with me. But, you know, he didn't, like, grab me or anything. There was no... But there was a bit of slightly uncomfortable... Like, I didn't feel like I needed to report this to anybody, but I was like, oh, this could get awkward. <laughs> and then, lo and behold, like, when I talked to people later on, they was like, oh, yeah, he's, he kind of hit on me, too. And uh, have had somewhat similar experiences that I did. Uh, but uh, I was like, eh, whatever. I probably won't ever have to see this guy again since he owns the company, and I'll just be working there. So I was like, yeah, whatever. All right. Where's the paycheck? Uh <laughs> And, uh, so that was kind of weird starting that out. And then, uh, the first day there, there was like, uh, I guess during orientation, they gave you this big, maybe it was like a pamphlet. I feel like it was, it was at least one sheet long with quite a bit of stuff. Maybe I think it was a couple of sheets that said things for you to not do (laughs) that are, you know, safety violations and such because they deal with some stuff that can be a little you know uh, <laughs> a little bit of a problem like they have like these big tables had they, this company is no longer around but they had these tables with hundreds of pounds of sheet metal and then uh, they would it clearly stated like hey don't go just pushing these tables uh, just letting them roll throughout you know uh the floors like push them at anybody like throw them at anybody and all this stuff and just all this stuff that seemed pretty common sense to not do and it's like the first day there it was hot as hell there was people passing out from the heat the one guy i think hit his head after passing out from the heat and uh it was not pleasant to work there and everything that were was on those sheets like i saw at least one or two people do (laughs) they said not to do 
And then it occurred to me upon working there that, you know, maybe the reason why he was asking me if I wanted to party or if I liked to party is because it, it did appear that they like to hire people that wouldn't pass a drug test. So if they got injured, then they wouldn't have to pay out because you fucking piss dirty. Then, oh, hey, we don't have to worry about workman's cop or whatever when you injure yourself. I feel pretty confident on that because there was a lot of drug addicts <laughs> that worked there. And uh, anyway, with that being said, I know I've told this particular story a lot, but there was the uh, the incident with uh, the fellow co-worker that uh, Shelly and I would go to break on this picnic bench that was away from the factory. Uh, you know... A good distance. It was up on this hill. There was trees around it. And uh, we went out there with several uh, guys. There was a guy named Mike that uh, Shelly would always call Izel because uh, there was the crackhead on Friday named Izel. And uh, I don't know if Izel was in this Mike or Izel was really into crack, but he <laughs> he, he did kind of talk like him. <laughs> but he's like, uh <clears throat> We go sit down there. It's Shelly, Ezel, myself. There might be one other person out there. I don't remember if Christian was out there. I don't think so. I think he sat up there with us. The like one benefit of this place is they did have a forty-five minute lunch break. Plus, they had a food truck that came by that had some pretty fucking good sausage. They had really good Pol- Polish sausage and I think Italian sausage that they had, and I fucking love that. We got paid for that 45-minute lunch break as well. I mean, shit. And a food truck. I mean, you had to pay for the food on the food truck, but I was all for the food truck. Anyway, (laughs) we're sitting there, and this uh, other gentleman named Harvey, who I was told was in his 30s, looked to be more in his 60s, not an ounce of fat on his body, but it didn't look like a healthy. I don't think he was into uh, distance running or cycling or anything of that nature. <laughs> this, I'm th- pretty confident, was drug-related. Maybe the fact that he just consumed a lot of drugs, didn't eat a whole lot of food. <laughs> um, seemed to be his diet plan. But he looked to be in his 60s. I heard he was like 35, 36. Uh, which is funny. I'd love to see pictures of him now or just be like in that moment now so so I could clearly see like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I am older than he was ne- uh, then, um, <laughs> which would really screw with my brain, I'm sure. But uh, <laughs> Harvey had left to go, I guess, cash his check and run a few errands. Um, and he gets back to the picnic table that we're eating lunch at. And proceeds, he's got a uh, can of soda and a big old bag of chips. Like, he got he got a few goodies after cashing the old check in. He puts the uh, chips and the soda down on the table and then walks over behind this tree. But Shelly and I have clear view. While he's back there, uh, Ezel's going, Man, what you doing back there, Harvey? You taking the shit, man? You taking the shit, Harvey? And the Shelly and I are trying to go like, hey, no, no, he's, uh, as we try to explain what, what's really going on, we, of course, the two of us have full view of Harvey, which coincidentally talked just like 
Christopher Lloyd's character in Taxi, who was a drug addict. <laughs> whoa, whoa, yeah, uh. Uh, he talked just like him, and uh, Harvey didn't need to pull out a belt. He didn't need to rig up at all. He had a needle ready, and he knew right where that vein was. He went right into the vein, shot off. Pretty confident he was not a diabetic. I don't think this was insulin. Pretty confident on this. I've been around many diabetics that have had to uh, take insulin, and they did not have quite the reaction that Harvey did upon taking this uh, dose. Um, <laughs> and then uh, we tried to tell Ezel that, no, he's shooting up back there, man. And he's like, nah, nah, Harvey back to taking the shit, man. He's taking the shit. I don't know why he thought he was taking the shit. Maybe he smelled like shit. I don't recall that being an issue, but uh, Harvey, of course, comes, sits back at the table with us, and uh, his eyes are rolling in the back of his head as it appears drool is coming from his mouth. Again, don't think that was insulin. Pretty confident. Um, <laughs> after sitting there for a, a minute, not saying a word, he, Harvey comes to him and he's like, ho, ho, can't finish these chips. Anybody want my chips? Like, no, no, I'm good. I don't really want to touch anything you have there. You seem to be. I don't even know if that was a clean needle. You just went right it. Like, I mean, he did it so fast and was so quick at it. And just like, I don't know. There could be blood off your needle or something that could <laughs> get on those chips. I don't know. I don't trust anything you've got. <laughs> um, but uh, he, uh, then goes back to the, his catatonic state where he's drooling upon himself and then uh, just kind of swaying from side to side. And then near the end of break, you know, a good 10, 15 minutes go by without him saying a word again, other than just like him, like kind of like drooling on himself, maybe, you know, like zombified sounds. Um <laughs> Comes back to his whoa, whoa. Points down, right down the track mark, and goes, oh, goddamn bee stung me while I was back there. <laughs> like it just occurred to him, like, oh shit, they can see the track mark. And I, I gotta explain this. Like, goddamn bee stung me while I was back there. No, I don't recall anybody actually saying anything to him saying that. We just kind of like, okay, buddy, yeah, right. As me now, though, had I been around that, I've been like, what, like right on your track mark? Right where you shot the heroin up? Or... <laughs> I I don't think I could have helped myself if uh, if this happened like yesterday as opposed to 21 years ago where it was just like, all right. But anyway, he went back inside the factory and then proceeded to uh, work on heavy machinery that was uh, bending metal to make brackets for a drawer and his eyes still rolling in the back of his head. I had to go get parts from him to uh, spot weld onto some other shit I was doing. And I went over there, and he's got, like, arches. They're uh, <laughs> parts that weren't really going to help me, and I'm just, like, mystified watching him operate this machine that has thousands of pounds of pressure that comes down to clamp this metal and bend it. And he's putting his hands in there as he's just, like, coming in and out of consciousness. <laughs> just going along, going along. He's trying to chase that dragon. But, uh, yeah, those was good times. At that time, though, we used to uh, 
uh, there was a few times where we went on lunch break when we went and hung out at Jackman's, which would later become the Slapbox bunker in the basement there. But we would go there, and then uh, we would see Jules getting fed. He had a little airplane spoon. <laughs> uh, that was, man, that was, fuck, 21 years ago. Crazy, crazy, crazy shit. But, uh, yeah, going to get some hammer roll casserole later. Going to get that that groove on. Get that groove on. And then, uh, shit, it's almost 4th of July. And according to my gear advisor, the musician's friend, the last she told me it was July 15th, I should finally get that goddamn guitar. So I got that that coming up in just a couple of weeks. That to look forward to, as well as the remaining episodes of Better Call Saul, which I don't remember. It's July something. I think it's like July 9th or something like that. Let's see, Better Call Saul. <clears throat> Part two. Let's see here. Do, do, do. They they did just release a trailer. If you haven't seen it, it's a, kind of a cool trailer. It's a uh, Kim Wexler, of course. Spoiler alert! If you hadn't seen the last episode of Better Call Saul, I'm about to spoil that for you. Holy shit! That last episode, fantastic. I might have talked about it a couple of weeks ago, but like uh, Howard, the uh, lawyer that uh, Jimmy's always fucking with, or Saul is fucking with. Him and Kim, uh, they uh, finally totally uh, do quite the number on uh, Howard and uh, get the Sandpiper case finally closed. And Howard goes over to Kim and Saul's apartment to uh, <laughs> tell him you win, essentially, and everything. And then uh, Lalo Salamanca shows up and fucking puts a bullet in Howard's head. And uh, <laughs> the trailer for the uh, part two of this final season, it's just like the candle with the blood on it as Kim Wexler is taking the oath of becoming a lawyer, I guess. And it's pretty good stuff. So I'm pretty excited to fucking see that. Mm, mm. It's uh. July 11th. That's when it's coming back. Mm. July 11th. We get to see the final episodes. Better Call Saul. We have yet to see Brian Cranston or Aaron Paul in Better Call Saul. But they're supposed to be in it. So I imagine maybe in the last episode or two, we'll get a glimpse. We'll get a glimpse. I can't imagine it'll be a big part. Um, of course, they'll be reprising their roles of Walter White and Jesse motherfucking Pinkman. Um, is that'll be that'll be pretty solid, pretty solid. Then Stranger Things also comes out. Uh, the uh, remaining thing episodes, whatever of season four. Um, is uh, ba-ba. 
doesn't say where it's uh here we go part two it comes out <laughs> damn it tell me the day it comes out you bastard <laughs> um it's in july i know that damn you <laughs> part two release date just give me the release date you sons of bitches july 1st oh shit so we got mm-hmm not next week, but the week after. We get to see that. That that's exciting. Even though Obi Wan's wrapping up, only one more episode of that. And uh, I was really hoping we'd see a few more Jedi, or at least a Maul. I don't think we're getting Maul. I can definitely say I don't think Maul will be in there, but. Uh, I'd like to see, like they mentioned, Quinlan Voss. But it'd be good to see some kind of other Jedi. Maybe a Yoda. Um, little uh, cameo in there. I figure we'll probably get Qui-Gon Jinn. Obi-Wan's most likely to uh, contact Qui-Gon Jinn's Force Ghost. I imagine we'll get a little bit of that the last episode. That seems like a definite to me. I'm I'm going to... I don't know what I would wager, but I'm going to say Qui-Gon's going to be in Obi-Wan. Uh, I feel pretty confident on that. <laughs> uh, it comes out the set 22nd. Next Wednesday. That's the final Obi-Wan. And, uh, man, he's got to be in there, I would imagine. Qui-Gon. Because he's got to teach. I would imagine we're going to get some kind of scene, which I hope this last episode's at least a good long one, like over an hour. But I would imagine, like, this is... Because Obi-Wan's kind of building his way back up. Because when we first see him in the series, he's just looking... He hasn't used a force at all. He's scared of his own shadow, it appears. And he clearly hasn't been practicing anything involved uh, with being a Jedi. That was swordplay, none of that. And he's kind of getting his his groove back. His... uh, the episodes progress there. But I think Qui-Gon is going to come back to him this uh, last episode and teach him uh, how to come back as a Force ghost. We'll get kind of a peek into that. As, uh, you know, it's kind of a big part of the, the Mr. Kenobi, Mr. Ben Kenobi. And we'll lead up to his duel with uh, Darth Vader there on uh, A New Hope. Which, you know, leads to him just doing that thing where he gets hit at the end and disappears. (laughs) But, uh, I don't know what we'll see from Vader. I mean, obviously Vader's going to be in it more. I just hope it's a really long one. And we get some more action, you know. 
I would love it to see if Darth Maul will be uh, will be in there. I mean, I doubt it. I highly doubt we'll see Maul. It doesn't make sense to have Maul in there yet. I mean, we know via, I guess it was Rebels, where uh, they show Maul going to Tatooine and uh, fighting Obi-Wan one last time and dying, fighting Obi-Wan. But uh, that was many years after the series, so I don't think we're going to get a hint there. I know that uh, I feel like we might see Maul in uh, the Andor series. Maybe not, though. He might already be dead by the time Andor comes to town. Because Andor is uh, taking place, of course, not too long before A New Hope. And all of that. And by that point, Maul is already dead. Which Andor has got to, you know, I think, I guess might take place a couple years before Rogue One. But, uh... I'm going to venture to guess we might see an Amelia Clark. Because from what I understand with Andor, that we're going to see the uh, seedy underbelly of Star Wars. As there should be uh, the uh, crime bosses and such in there. And Amelia Clark, from what I understand, may have taken over Darth Maul's place in the underworld. And uh, do, do, do. see, Andor is scheduled for August thirty first, so we g- not too much longer. Um, as there's a uh, twelve episodes of that, as uh, Diego Luna, of course, plays uh, Andor, which I'm a fan of Diego Luna and his work on uh, Narcos Mexico. And I really like Rogue One a lot, so. <laughs> I don't see who the showrunner is on here. Um, ba, 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 ba. But uh, it says the directors. Tony Gilroy, I guess, created this, which I'm not familiar with Tony Gilroy. Uh. Oh, you wrote the original trilogy for the Bourne films. Okay. And uh, none of the directors. I thought we'd see more of... uh, I'm not seeing any crossover from like Mandalorian or Book of Boba Fett here. (coughs) So this could be... I don't know what to think of that one. I mean, I, I like Andor. I mean, the character, Andor. <laughs> I haven't seen the show. But I like him in Rogue One. And uh, K2SO, the robot, he's pretty great. As it should hopefully be good. The trailer I saw was decent. I wonder if we're going to see ever see... <laughs> there was... I've seen a lot of uh, videos of people talking about the Kenobi series... And they've mentioned how each installment of Kenobi, which there's going to be six episodes in total, there's been five so far, 
that each episode so far has lined up with uh, the films going starting from episode one, episode two, and each episode of the show has used a lot of the same stuff from said episode. And uh, so I'm wondering if episode six, which would be Return of the Jedi, will we see Ewoks? Or something close to it. Will we get the Ewok song? The nub nub. Whatever. The uh that was taken out. <laughs> they took that shit out. Oh man, I'm I can't I can't type. Okay. Let's see here. I I'm gonna find the Ewok song, damn it. There's uh Yub nub. Uh, they uh oh the Ewoks cartoon. I remember that. I don't remember the song from that one, but I remember the Ewoks cartoon vaguely, very vaguely. Uh, as my laptop's not working with me here. Do uh, <laughs> still really wrong that they uh took out the yub nub. You can't you can't take out the yub nub. You can't triple stamp a double stamp, and you can't take out the yub nub. There's just certain things you don't do. You don't do. Now, they they didn't have, you know, there's not a complete mirror with each episode of the Kenobi and the Star Wars episode. Like, we did not get any Gungans or Jar Jar (laughs) in episode one. That wasn't a thing. Uh, but I feel like you can definitely tell like episode 4 which would have been A New Hope episode 4 Obi-Wan like you have Leia being captured and then uh, they've got the machine that looked very much like uh, uh, was it Rise of Skywalker where they had Rey captured and they had those machines and stuff where you're going to get her but it reminded me it's also very much like a new hope when uh, Leia is captured and they've got that uh, droid that's got the needles and stuff coming out gonna gonna interrogate her very reminiscent of that Um, they didn't have the Death Star though (laughs) there was not that as what the hell? My internet connection was doing very well. Now, when I try to find Yubnub, apparently, if you try to look up Yubnub on YouTube at the moment, that's also not you bastards. There's a <laughs> just give me the Yubnub <laughs> as uh, I mean, it's possible. I doubt we'll see um. The uh, Ewoks, but I'm saying maybe there's a chance. Would imagine we're gonna see a green lightsaber at some point because Luke used a green lightsaber in Return of the Jedi. That is in Return of the Jedi. Here we go. Here's here's the Yub Nub. They're probably gonna play an ad. Damn it! <laughs> if it ever loads up. Yeah, here's an ad. I don't want to play that. You're not giving me money. Oh, I pay them money. It's HostGator. That's who I get my... uh, (laughs) 
See the servers I use. You bastards. And here we go. I get to skip the ad. Here we go. Will it play? And I can't see the video. Damn it. There we go. Fireworks. We're on Endor. Playing the Stormtrooper helmets, the drums. Yup, dub. Damn it, there's more. There's the yub nub. Mm. <laughs> There's Luke staring at the Force Ghosts. Oh, this is back before, of course, it's before uh, George Lucas redid everything. So they didn't put Hayden Christensen in as. Anakin. Uh, I wonder what the comments are going to be like. What is like, see here. <laughs> Cabshdun says, I always loved how Anakin just nods to Obi-Wan. Like, how things been since I kind of killed you? Sorry about that, by the way. <laughs> Uh, and Binky <laughs> McFart Nuggets, whose profile pic is pretty crazy. It's like Ronald McDonald, but like with a very stretched out face. It's really, really quite creepy there. McFart Nuggets is freaking me out here. Anakin is thinking, thank God Luke never yub-nub Leia. Hmm. I'm thinking they probably did, though. I'm thinking there probably was a yub nub that we don't know about. That was probably maybe they're just considering the EU now. That that's uh, extended universe action. <laughs> uh, there's uh, no one's no one's going like why did they cut this out? I thought for sure I'd see somebody like son of a bitch. Uh, no. Well, I mean, very boring films does right. I love this ending in its original form. It makes me teary-eyed. Uh, I thought there'd be more hate, though. That would be like, son of a bitch, they took apart. You took the song out. Um, edit that out. Yeah, the uh, when they uh, change it, it actually goes across the galaxy. You get to see other people celebrating. Um, as uh, yeah, they're saying here this one Twilight Fairy is mentioning the fact that it doesn't make a whole lot of sense that all these other people would know that the uh, <laughs> Empire was destroyed at that point. 
Which I would agree. I wouldn't think that they would know immediately like that. And be ready to party. <laughs> uh, hmm. Was, uh, yeah, Yubnub though. I I definitely say Qui Gon's gonna be in it. That's gotta be gonna be a thing. He's gonna hear from Qui Gon. We might not get to see him tell Obi Wan how to turn himself into a Force ghost. It might just be a little bit at the end where just Qui Gon, maybe even just the voice. I think we'll see a Force ghost of Qui Gon. But it may end up just being his voice talking out and reaching out to Obi Wan. I mean, it's in these. There was at least what one episode of Obi Wan so far where he's. I think he's trying to call out to Qui Gon. Or something of that nature. There was something to that. Where he's like coming out of sleep, and uh, all that nature, all that stuff, whatever. Um, man, it would be great to just have a Darth Maul in there, thrown in there. Just <laughs> this is what Darth Maul's doing at the moment. Uh, him just being Maul, doing some crime boss stuff. As uh, oh, that would be a that would be a good thing to see. Is like a Maul, him just being the crime boss. We could get a show that's involved with that. I wonder if there's any rumors out there. See, Darth Maul series. It's probably not a thing. Probably not. Well, this is... This might be kind of old. But I did find... Hmm. Well, some stuff in June... Last year of 2021, uh, right in June, people were rumoring about it. I... Well, this is four months ago. Oh, Maul live-action series. Okay, this is Giant Freaking Robot saying this here by Doug Norrie. It's four months ago. One cool thing that have uh, that's happening within the Star Wars universe right now is the focus in and around stories for characters who might not have been central pieces to the previous movies. This is such a rich and fertile landscape with characters coming and going, having played a piece of the action without getting a true backstory in live-action form. But that's all being corrected now through the different series coming out in mass on Disney+. And it looks like we are set to get another one, the latest giant freaking robot exclusive from our trusted and proven source, has it a Darth Maul series is now in development at the Mouse House. This is four months ago. I think that might have been before the whole controversy, though, with uh, the Instagram uh, live video of uh, uh, the yeah the whole blowing thing. I don't know the, uh, the Ray Park uh, who I think accidentally must have put that out. I'm hoping. He seems like a decent guy. I follow him on Instagram. I hope that it wasn't nefarious stuff. Anyway, it says, while specifics around this mall series aren't crystal clear at this point, it's kind of easy to see something like this coming. It very much fits the pattern of recently running planned uh, and upcoming productions within the Star Wars franchise of shows on the streamer. 
The focus has been all about other characters who occupy a major part of the canon but haven't gotten a dialed-in story on the big or small screen up until this point. Darth Maul definitely fits the bill here, considering we got an initial, though mysterious, glimpse of him in Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. It added a certain layer of intrigue to that movie that there was a Sith Lord out there with Jedi-adjacent powers who might just be better than all of them. Though it will be different in a Darth Maul series in The Phantom Menace, Darth Maul, played by Ray Park, uh, didn't have all that much to say, instead choosing to walk quietly and carry a double-bladed lightsaber. And we caught up with him again briefly at the end of Solo, a Star Wars story. Sure, he had been cut in half by Ewan McGregor, Obi-Wan's Kenobi, or Obi-Wan's Ke- McGregor's Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> Uh, anyway, but does that kind of thing really matter in a universe like this? Of course not. The way it's been explained is that after losing his lower half at the end of Phantom Menace, it's been said that he had robotic spider legs attached and was able to survive by using the Force and focusing almost exclusively on hatred of Kenobi. Much of this will likely factor into a Darth Maul series. We know that at the end of Solo, Maul is now the leader of a crime syndicate using the force in, in criminal, criminal ventures rather than in pursuit of some higher evil purpose. It's here that we start to wonder about a Maul series. Could the timeline pick up after his encounter with Kenobi and Qui-Gon and detail his rise to the crime world? Or would it be more backstory, something more of what we've seen in the animated Star Wars offering like the Clone Wars? So there are a few different directions to go with the Maul series, uh, uh, but again, the idea of this isn't at all surprising. After all, we are being treated to a standalone story about Boba Fett. Uh, There's a typo here. <laughs> Boba Fett right now on Disney+. Plus. Boba Fett. Anyway, and there are plans for Ewan McGregor to prize his Obi-Wan Kenobi role in a limited series as well, which this is, again, four months old. Um, yada, yada. That's pretty much all, all they have to say here. So there's just rumors at this point. But I... Uh, I'll, I'll take it, man. I'll take it. I'll take the rumors. Because that's, I guess, all I'm going to get right now. Uh, <laughs> as I would like... I would like to see that. I'd like to, to see me some... Uh, Mole action. And, uh, no. I'm tapping on, clicking on things I didn't mean to click on. This is, uh, not working out. Anyway, the, uh, Mall series is, uh, not a definite, obviously, as I lost the damn page. That's really. Th- Okay, here we go. Finally, go back to the uh, <laughs> Google here. Yeah, it's the most recent thing I've really seen on here. Uh, but again, there was that whole that whole thing with the uh, baiting or well blowing thing with the wife that might have just killed it. Um, but here's another article that's saying that on Sci-Fi the rumored if they do a prequel thing though I don't think they probably use Ray Park in there anyway don't think that would be a thing hmm. uh, 
Not seeing anything relatively new. Um, yeah, it's stuff like st- like the beginning of the year, basically. Um, shit, they said Maul almost appeared in Kenobi. Almost. That would have been great to see in live action. I don't know that they'd want to redo something that they've already shown on, like, say, Rebels on a show. Because that would seem kind of silly. Retreading old stuff. Um, and, again, people, you know, are going to get angry if they... Uh, <laughs> differ from how that happened on Rebels as uh, what they did, you know, it was thought there at the beginning of Obi-Wan that the uh, Grand Inquisitor was dead and which was confusing because he's clearly in Rebels very much alive and uh, as it turns out, spoiler alert, he's not dead not dead that one Um, and uh they don't really explain how he's not dead. <laughs> As uh, I kind of figured he wasn't dead because the, the the writer had come out and said because there was people attacking him for uh, not uh, for doing that whatever breaking canon, and he's like, no, no, just gotta watch. Didn't actually break canon. Not a thing. Is uh. That's kind of where we're at with that. Is uh, we're just kind of waiting to see what that last episode of Kenobi is going to bring us. I'm still saying Qui Gon there at the end. I'd like to see Yoda. Maybe Yoda is also contacting Qui Gon. There could be like a three. What there could be like a Skype phone call between the three, sort of. You know, there's like I don't I don't know that we haven't seen. Jedi like reaching out to each other without some kind of communication device other than like talking to a force ghost or just like talking like they can hear each other kind of reach out but feel and maybe like Qui-Gon could go back and forth and he's kind of like the go between between Yoda and Obi-Wan hold on I've got I've got Obi I got old Ben on the other line. I got it. Yoda, hold on a minute. <laughs> hey, have you, do you know where Grogu went? <laughs> you know if he survived? You don't know Obi-Wan? Well, maybe I'll... Hold on. I'll go back and ask Yoda. This is a... We'll figure this out. We'll map it out. Um, <laughs> I thought maybe we'd... We, we'll probably... Maybe they'll give us a little bit more, too, of what's going on inside uh, that chamber there where they had all the Jedi, like which reminded me of the encased in amber, like the uh, fossils in Jurassic Park, the OG, the original Jurassic Park. Um, I feel like they could explain that a little bit more. But again, I'm th- I'm thinking, theorizing, that that has to do with the whole Palpatine bit and him harvesting uh, stuff to make clones, like using the metachlorians and all that that good shit, and his way to bring himself back. As uh, 
Of course, Palpatine's still very much alive in uh, the Obi-Wan series. He's 10 years away from uh, getting blown up in the uh, Death Star. Or maybe, I guess, a little over 10 years. It was until the Return of the Jedi. So it's like, what, 15 years or something <laughs> from uh, the time of Obi-Wan series? I'm I'm not real sure on the timeline. I'm not sure how many much time passed from A New Hope to Return of the Jedi. That's uh, I don't have a Star Wars timeline approximate in my head or anything. I know that I, it's a couple of years. It <laughs> I digress. It, this does does not really matter. <laughs> Ugh, just looking forward to some board games later. Hamburger casserole, good stuff. As uh, I'm surprised Agent Mulder has uh, not cared at all. Me recording right now. It's a shame I can't afford to be off like every Saturday. I should have went ahead and worked today. But uh, he's just chilling out on the couch right now, not saying a word. He could give a shit less. He's so used to me not being home right now. I think he's like, eh, this is the time I normally sleep, man. He did kind of, when I like glanced over, he did kind of like shake a little bit. I don't know what's going on there. I don't know if he's trying to do some yawning or something. <laughs> he's sleeping on my pillow, though. That's going to be, like, I'm going to end up having to take more <laughs> allergy pills, damn it. There's so much hair around. Uh, that's another thing I have not gotten used to running out on technical trails. One, there's a lot of bugs and really have, that doesn't really have much to do with allergies, but holy shit, the, all the pollen, all the other stuff that's in there. Shit, man. I am not used to that. I I don't like it. No, sir. I don't like it. (laughs) I'm going to forever, I guess for the rest of my life, be taking these damn pills. Kill allergies. Maybe I'll have to go to an allergist or whatever at some point. Um, at some point to, uh, yeah, get uh, <coughs> all of that stuff straightened out. But I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll just keep taking the pills. I, I should probably try to get some different allergy pills, though, because I feel like these are going to be the death of me, the ones that I'm currently using. I don't know the name of them. They're the... Generic Walgreens brand of the uh, Allegra. And Allegra, I didn't have any problems with, but they're really fucking expensive. These particular ones um, are like uh, horse pills, man. They are fucking massive. Of course, maybe I didn't read the directions enough. Perhaps they're suppositories and I'm just trying to take them through the mouth. Maybe that's my problem. I need to just shove them up my ass. And then they'll... uh, I'll be good, right? <laughs> uh, just shove them up the old ass. And that'll help with my nose. That'll uh, <laughs> clear my sinuses right up. <laughs> shove this pill right up my ass. Um, uh, but uh, they work all right. Just if, as long as I can swallow them. That's the thing. I'm going to end up. That's going to be a fun autopsy. Somebody's going to finally bust in here when I'm dead on the floor. And they're like, what the fuck killed him? He's just in the bathroom. 
Well, it apparently choked on this fucking allergy pill. <laughs> Like man, that's not a great. I want to like at least if I'm gonna have something where I die like that, I, w- I want it to be kind of funny sounding at least something, something memorable. I'd, I'd hate for it to be just a damn allergy pill. I don't know what it is. It seems like my throat is g- getting smaller as I get older, so I'm constantly doing stupid shit about uh, constantly like choking on like my own saliva. Like I'll just go to clear my throat and then like have saliva go down the esophagus there and I'm like like just coughing forever like son of a bitch and I'll be anywhere just like oh fuck people are thinking I'm got the Rona or something I don't know but uh I drink water sometimes and it goes down the wrong pipe (laughs) this was never a thing like five six years ago not a problem for me now it's Something I, I really have to focus up when I'm consuming fluids or clearing out my throat. It's, uh, the struggle is real. <laughs> it's very real. And damn, that's, uh, also I should probably stay away from sticking the suppositories down my throat and just keep sticking them up my ass, regardless of how it feels. Um, on that note, I I think I'm about done here. As I got really Now that I think about it. I feel like there was something I was going to like after the show last week. I was like, shit, I wasn't going to talk about that. And I think that's gone too. Like uh, I know I had something. At least one thing that se- seemed interesting to me at the time and then cuz I never write shit down that I've forgotten it yet again I guess oh wells as always that is a kid in a wheelchair not a trash can <laughs>